1: This is Metal Mike, and in this episode of the '80s Glam Metal Cast, we talk to a guitar legend, Punky Meadows from the band Angel. We talk in great detail about their most recent release, Risen. We reminisce about some classic Angel songs and albums, and of course, Gene Simmons and Kiss come up. We've even created custom Kiss makeup for Punky that we'll put on the screen a little later on. Check it out. Well, Punky, welcome to the '80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Mike. How about you? Everything cool out there? Keeping it nice and cool on these hot, sunny days of summer? Oh, yeah, man. Got to stay in with that uh, AC for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of COVID-19, I know artists have a lot of downtime. What have you been doing with all your time?
0: Well, we we just signed a a, a new management deal and a booking agent deal with a, a big management company, r Management. I'm, I'm sure you know they uh, Ryan, are, Ryan Jones yes. and all. Uh, and ron rainey and um so we've been working on that getting a lot of stuff together um uh you know putting up a new work or uh, uh, a new uh, merchandise store and stuff like that to, and and booking some concerts of course everything was cancelled because of covid we were scheduled we just come off the legends of rock cruise in february and that was great and then we were going to go to japan in april and of course everything was pushed back because of that of the, of the virus and so we're going to start touring um again in, in, in the fall, starting in September, and I've been writing a lot of songs, doing a lot of songwriting and, and that sort of thing, and, and making a lot of plans, you know, between management and, and the booking agent, that sort of thing, and so, uh been keeping busy, and of course, you know, busy with the most stuff around the house here, there's always something to do in the lower 40, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, just keeping busy, doing my thing, playing guitar a lot, and, and writing a lot of songs, and a lot of really cool songs for the next album, so. And my partner Danny is writing too, and so is Frank. So we you know we'll, we'll get together um, sometime soon, and uh, you know, and, and, and put these songs and finish finishing touches on all these songs. But it. kind of, I'm having a good time, awesome. and it's, it's kind of a, it, it, it's and, and in a way it's you know of course it's been a drag to have this, this this downtime and in, in, in one sense it has been kind of good for us because we, we've been able to organize a lot of the things now that we we need to do, you know, be, being on the road, you know, you don't have time to do that. So with new management and booking, and booking um, agent, you know, we're, we're able to organize a lot of the things like that. So it's, it's actually been kind of a, a good thing too. We're trying to look at it in a positive sense too, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you have to. So basically what you're saying is that in the future we can't expect another Angel album.
0: Oh yes, definitely, 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 yes, yes. We're, we're working on, you know, like I said, well, I've always been writing. I'm pretty prolific writer, songwriter. I mean, I I never stop writing, but, but yeah, but, uh, you know, I've been writing a lot of, a lot of really cool songs for this next Angel album. So I'm really excited. I can't wait to get in the studio. I'd love to record because it's, you know, it's, it's when you get to go in there and be really creative, you know, and do your thing and stuff. So, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in the studio, of course.
1: Well, speaking of new music, man, I can tell you there's a lot of classic bands that I like that can't pull off the new material very well. But that ain't you guys, man. I love Risen. That's a great album.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we're we're, we're very proud of that album. You know, of course, it was the the comeback Angel for our album, so we had to make sure that it was uh you know going to live up to up to that. You know, and and um and it, and it did. People love it, and we, I think it's a great album too. You know, I don't just say that because it's it's Angel or it's me, but. I, I really like this album, you know, uh, and I, I also like my my Pookie Better Soul album too. You know, these my probably my two favorite albums. I mean, I play the risen album all the time, not because it's 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 Angel or me, it's because I just like the album. Like when I when I'm going to work out, I just pop that thing on, and like you know, I get a great workout. You know, what I mean, it's the album has got a lot of great songs on it, you know, and it's diversified, and it's it's, it's, it's it has a classic Angel sound, but yet it has a, a modern sound to it as well a lot of people say that you know a lot of these bands when they make comebacks, they're kind of a shadow of themselves you know they they don't just don't have it but uh but the the risen angel uh, that sounds better if, if, as good if not better than the, than the early angel stuff you know it's it's got a lot of spunk to it and it's uh it's heavy yet it's melodic i mean they're all the really good songs mean you know all these songs are singable and good hooks. but yet they're still heavy and they kick ass you know so uh you know, we're, we're we're very proud of it. It's gotten great reviews everywhere. It's charted on Billboard charts too, so we're we're excited about it. We're having a good time now. I just came out to get to do some more. It's funny because you know, even you know, on my solo album, you know, I, I had 15 songs on that, and I, that was too many. But I said, let's let's just give them all we have because I just want people to hear everything. And the same with the, with the Angel album. There's 17 songs on there, and and um, so they made it a double, you know, double um album, a okay, old actually, but. But, um, they said, well, we should just put maybe 10 songs on uh, and then have another album. And I said, no, no, let's give them everything we got because I want people to hear everything we do. And, and, and we're going to have the same problem with this next Angel while because I'm writing so many songs and so is Danny, you know. And then we'll put our two cents in for, for those songs. And, uh, of course, you know, we'll have a bunch of more songs to do too. But it's, you know, it's just fun creating, you know. It's nothing like it, you know. It's when you can. And you write a song, and you, and because you know, I'll, I'll come up with a riff or maybe come up with a melody line or something. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV or something. I have a tape recorder next to me, and um, I'll put it down, and then I'll play it over and over and over again. I keep playing the song, just grows and grows and grows, and gets better and better and better. And then before you know it, I'm just, I, I just get so excited because I hear all the bass parts, you know, I hear all the keyboard parts, I hear all the vocal parts, and everything else. And so it, it's very exciting, you know, it's, it's kind of like painting a picture, I guess, you know, you have this blank canvas. and, you keep adding layers and layers and layers to it, and it just you know keeps getting better and better and better. So, so I'm excited to get back in the studio again, and I'm, and I'm glad everybody loves the, the Risen album. It's, it's, it's a, it is a really good album, and I'm, I'm very proud of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you guys, like you said, you really haven't missed a beat. I mean, you got great riffs, great solos, and, and Frank's voice, I mean, just amazing. After all these years, to still be able to sing like that is amazing.
0: Yeah, Frank is something of an anomaly. I mean, a lot of these cats, when they get to be a certain age, they, you know, like, I mean, no disrespect, but Robert Plant can't hit those nuts nope. anymore. A lot nope. of these singers can't do that anymore. Frank can. Frank's, you know, Frank's like superhuman or something. I kind of don't know what it is with him. <laughs> but, um, he's got a great voice, you know. I mean, first, you know, when we were first put Angel together, it was Greg and, and um, and Mickey and myself, you know, up in this loft, of, of above this nightclub called Bogey's in, in, uh, Washington, D.C. and we were looking for a singer, you know, and, um, and and as soon as I heard Frank's voice, it was like the siren. I said, "Holy shit, this this is the guy!" And So we, you know, he came in and sat in and, and sat in with us um, at all at we were writing songs, and we said, "This this is the guy," because his voice was just it was unique. At the same time, he had his own sound, but it, you know, he could just he could really hit the notes, and you know, he's, he's an amazing singer, and again, a good person too good guy which is half the battle too that's what's so nice about this band now the new angels like all the guys in the band they're all great players but they're also great people too and you know there's not a bunch of egos flying around everybody's you know they're just great people too which is half the battle right there you know so it's, it's, we're having a great time
1: what are some of your favorites on that album if you had to pick a couple
0: it's hard you know it's hard um because every song to me has its its own personality you know what i mean it's like trying to pick your favorite child or something yeah. <laughs> you know it's it, it's kind of difficult i mean there's certain things i like about certain parts of songs that i like a lot and it's that's really hard to say it really is um because the thing is I'll, you know I'll, I'll put the first song on you know and i I love that fucking song it sounds great and then the second song will come on like oh my god that sounds great too and then third every time it comes on i go that's a great song too you know and it because every song just gets me pumped, you know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, you know, it's hard to say. You know? They're just all—all all, they're all just really good songs. And, and the thing is, they're all different. That's why yeah. I think, you know, there are some solos that I like that better in some songs, you know, but not because uh, they are better. It's just they're kind of, you know, it just hits me a certain. Away or something, you know, it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I do. I dig it's the diversity life. on there because yeah. I like, you know, obviously the rocking tracks like we, you know, we were the wild and and shot of your love. Those are awesome. But then I like the poppy stuff too, like uh, turn around and uh tell me why. I, I love those kind of songs too.
0: I love tell me why. Tell me why is a great song. It's funny because that to me, that you know, well, you know, I, I'm I'm a player that I mean, I grew up playing, and I used to be in house bands. I played one and one. Um, club for three years straight, and we would play original stuff, but we also had to play Motown, country, the British explosion, heavy metal, and we had to play everything. And I love and country. I was, I love playing all that type of music, you know. So, I mean, I'm the kind of guy that 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 loves ABBA, but also loves Zeppelin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, it that's kind of and it, it kind of goes in my favor, actually. So, I've, and I've always loved the Beatles, you know, and, and and that sort of thing. I love power pop and. Tell Me Why is just a pure essence of power pop yep. and the song fits together just so perfectly as a power pop song. And it's kind of in the vein of the Beatles in a way or something, yes. you know. Uh, I love those those great hooks and, and, and the melody lines like that and just how you'll have a verse and a chorus and then you have a bridge and they're all kind of just goes in together, goes together just effortlessly, or something. It just it just seems to be right as rain, and it's, and it's a fun song. Even though the song is a song about cheating on somebody, it, it sounds so up, you know what I mean, <laughs> and and happy, and it, and it makes you just want to sing along with it. It's just it's so memorable, you know. And in fact, one of the um, one of the uh, uh, what, one of the big websites, rock websites, they picked that as, a, as their number three favorite song of the year was tell me why I thought that was, really, that was really neat
1: it's really cool now like past members like Felix uh, Robinson and Barry Brandt are these guys like retired uh, what's going on with these guys with Greg and Barry uh, well I know Greg does Um, he, he's like he's the casino gaming but how about like Felix and uh, yeah Felix and Barry what are they up to
0: um, I, um, I don't talk to Barry much more, if, if that much, but Frank does, you know, they still stay in touch, mm-hmm. but Barry's had some health issues, you know, and, and he just, I, I guess he doesn't, I mean, he, he talks about wanting to play, but he doesn't really want to do it whenever, whenever we would play out, out, you know, in L.A., at the Whiskey or whatever, we, we would do all the, obviously, the like, Barry come out and he said he was going to come and he would never show up, I, I don't know, I, I guess he's just, I, don't know, I guess it's just behind him, I'm not sure, but he's a great drummer, you know, and he's actually a pretty guitar player, too, really? and a good songwriter, but, um, I, I don't really talk to him that much, but he just, Frank always says he just, Barry just doesn't want to do anything anymore, so, yeah. whatever, I guess, you know, that's just for of course, We all know Greg made a bunch of money in the, uh, slot machine yes. business, you know, with, uh, and then Felix, of course, he was on my solo album. I put him at a solo album, which mm-hmm. was great. He's a great, great player, too. But Felix has, uh, had some health issues, too, a couple years ago, some heart issues, and, um, of course, he's, since then, he's got that all repaired and stuff, but, uh, you know, so he's, you know, he's just, uh, I don't really know what he's doing that much, to tell you the truth. Uh, We kind of lost touch too after after my solo album, but the guys in the band now are really great, you know, and, and they're a good addition, you know, and so uh, you know we're happy with that right now. So this is this is the new Angel. So
1: definitely, man, it's 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 killing it. You guys are killing it. Now what's, I'm going to make you try to pick one of your children again. So if you go back and you listen to the classic '70s Angel albums, uh if you, what's your favorite? What are some of your favorites out of the catalog?
0: Oh my gosh, that's, that's there's so many. That's really hard. I mean, you know, I. I it's funny, of course, The Tower, because that was the very first song that Greg and I wrote mm-hmm. together, you know, the very first song that, that I brought forth to Greg when we first got together. So, The Tower, of course, you know, it would be one of my favorites because, you know, that's iconic to all the Angel fans. I mean, that's, sure. you know, that's the Angels song, I guess. And I, I like a lot of stuff from the first and second album, the progressive stuff, the heavier stuff, the fortune, and stuff like that, and there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff in there, but I also love Sinful and White Hot, you know, because, like, a tower, I'm a become kind of a power-top lover, too, you know what I mean? So, I mean, one of my favorite all-time favorite songs is The Raspberries Go All The Way, mm-hmm. you know, so. I, I like the stuff on Simple and Why Not, too. I mean, it's it's hard, you know, because I don't know, when you when you write those songs, it's a funny thing, though, you know. Back in those days, you know, I would write a song and, and I have it come out a certain way to, in my ears, but when it was done, it never sounded like the same song, right. so. Sometimes I would, you um, be a little disappointed in them sometimes, you know. But but the fans loved them, so it doesn't doesn't really matter. And I think when when we did when we, oh, I know when we did the um, Angel Risen and also my solo album, but I produced it on Danny, and the songs came out the way I initially and heard them. So that obviously was really good, so That's why I love all that stuff. But back to your question, um, there's there's a lot of I mean I I, I love playing the, all those songs, Angel songs live, so it's kind of uh, Feeling Right it's great to play live and stuff, you know, all these songs are great to play. Hot is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I talked about my son, Jordan, back way back and oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's, that's another really great power pop song. It just, you know, it's just simple. It's just Teenage Angst or whatever, you know. Um, I love that song too. And I, I and I even like The Rascals. I ain't gonna eat on my heart anymore, you know, when we did that. We didn't write it, but I love that song. It's fun to play. It's kind of a push-pump. Song, I guess, or whatever. But um, there's, there's just so many songs that uh, it's hard to choose one. You know, I, I don't think I like one any better than the other one, really. You know, some stand out a little bit more to me because we play them live. You know, what I mean, there, there's one song called "Broken Dreams" that everybody wanted me to do, and I didn't want to do it because I, I, I didn't, I never liked that song. <laughs> but everybody at the end of the concert say, "Oh, it's a great song because the fans will love it and the fans will love it." You know, and and um, so I said, okay, we'll do it. And then when we did it, I actually love it. <laughs> I it alive, and it's a lot of fun. But I think when you when you do, when you your stuff, you're a little more critical about it. You know what I mean? And and then what the fans actually actually hear it actually like. So you know, it's, it's it's difficult to say. But all in all, you know, um, Angel has a legacy, and our fans are fierce. They love they love all this stuff. So you know, I I have to just go along with them. You know, and say yay, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. <laughs>
1: Now it seems like By the time you guys Got to On Earth As It Is In Heaven It was becoming The sound was getting A little more Straightforward A little more Pop elements Was that like A natural progression Or was the label Saying hey guys We gotta get a hit What was going on At that point
0: Eddie Kramer Produced that album Actually you know and Eddie Kramer Was when to get All of Hendrix And Zeppelin Zeppel and All that kind of stuff but, um, And Eddie And um, I became Pretty good friends But uh um, Yeah, what happened was, you know, when we first, Angel first came out, we didn't, we, we didn't want to be a singles band. You know, we wanted to be an album band like Zeppelin was. Zeppelin didn't really have any hit records except Stearway to have and That was an FM at the time, which was kind of a new format, you know. Uh, and early Queen stuff was, was yeah. more album cut stuff like that. And we, we, we considered ourselves like Pink Floyd and that sort of thing. A, 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 an album band, not a singles band. But as time went on, of course, you know, in the seventies, picked up and a lot of these um, radio stations started playing, you know, uh, um, uh, like Fleetwood Mac, Peter Frantz and stuff like that. And so, of course, everybody wanted a hit record, and even Kiss was, you know, tried to get hit records back then too, you know. Um, and they only got it with Death because of, that was a ballad, you know. But so we were, and and also, you know, when we first started it together, we you know we were just. Kind of up and coming songwriters, you know. So as time went on, you know, I, it, it, you know, I, I, I became a better songwriter, really. You know, I, I started really understanding about, you know, uh, ropes and choruses and verses and things like that, you know, and things that were memorable and that sort of thing. Whereas before I would just write a kind of a, kind of a riff that was really cool sounding, you know, and then put vocals to it or whatever. And to try to make it as kind of complicated so it would seem like we we were, you know, like Zeppelin, you know, just really, um, progressive, you know, songwriters or whatever. But as, as time went on, we, we, we actually became better songwriters, I think. You know, and so of course we were kind of pushing. We needed to hit single and that sort of thing, and and so you now we start writing songs that were more uh, commercially oriented. And so um, and we kind of headed in that direction. But there's a lot of heavy stuff on on Earth too. That is, oh yeah, that that's very heavy, you know, mean, on there too. So we never lost that either. We always stayed heavy and true to the angel Sal You know, we we were experimenting, and we were also getting better too, and 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 becoming diverse as well. I mean, it was like, and it was also, I didn't want us to put the same album out every time. You know what I mean? Like when the Beatles would come out with the album, you know, you'd hear the album, you say, "What are they going to do next time?" And you would hear it it would be totally different from the last album. It was so exciting because they kept changing. And I and I always said the angel was not a one trick pony, and that's and I'm and I'm proud of that because a lot of bands, you know, you put on their first song on uh, on the record, and every song pretty much sounds the same after that. I mean, ACDC is an example of that. Now, I love ACDC; mm-hmm. they're great. Don't get me wrong; I, that really works for them. But that you hear, when you hear the first song, you, you pretty much hear all the songs, which do is the same thing. Well with angel, it we worked everything every song was different, like I said we won a one trip pony, and I like that because it was like queen, Yes. for me back in those days, I looked at um you know my contemporaries and I would look at Aerosmith, cheap trick and, and and kiss and and and, Oz, and that sort of thing but queen was was the was the band that i that i that I really liked and admired, I thought they were really great because. They were diversified, they weren't a one trick Tony, you know, and, and I, I looked forward to what they were going to do next, you know, and, and that kind of raised the ball for me, and, and I've always been, been kind of that way, and also because, like I said, my musical genre has been very diversified too, I love country music and r and B and Motown and that sort of thing too, so I always like to try to incorporate a little bit of that stuff, and and, and, and to, and, and to my songwriting too you know because it, it's fun you know I, I just like doing all that stuff so i think as time went along every angel album is, is different from the previous album and, and i think that's that's really good because it keeps it fresh and, and vital and doesn't make it sound stale you know what i mean and uh like we can't do anything else so i'm actually proud of that so every album was different you know and um uh, and it was kind of by design i guess to a because you know uh you know we i didn't want to like, like the same thing over and over again you know it's i think kind of fun you know you want to move on and try to you know better yourself you know it's just human nature to, to want to jump higher and create more i guess or whatever so so i guess you know that's, that's basically it you know we just wanted to do different things you know and, and to this day and that's the same thing with prison and even on my solo album those songs are very diversified on yeah. that album too you know so um the next angel album's going to be more diverse, too. on how a lot of different types of songs on it, too. I
1: mean, that's why I like
0: on Rhythm, like, for example, IOU is a complete, um, so different than any angel, angel song on there. It's just a real poppy love song, mm-hmm. but it's just a really, really cool song, you know, and it, because I don't want you to look at me it's just a headbang, and I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. I hate when people say, Man, that's just, uh, you know, like, I don't, somebody will say, IOU is just a, you know, a sappy rope song. I said, well, i listen, I don't want to go, I'm not a bonehead. I'm not one of those guys that can only listen to, you know, heavy metal and just pat my head up again. I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to write, you know, good songs, classic rock songs, you know what I mean? That, you know, that means something and, and, and say something that tells a story, you know. I, I don't want to just be considered some, you know, death metal rocker, you know, that's just screaming and just playing a thousand miles an hour on the guitar because, you know while, while all that stuff might be impressing, it might it might impress impress you, it, for me, don't impress me. Inspire me. And for me, a guitar player like David Gilmore, who will play one note, inspire it, inspires me. Whereas some guy that's playing a thousand notes just like a lot impressive, but it doesn't really inspire me. You know, it's just a, a lesson in manual dexterity for me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I so for me, for me, playing guitar is all about. You know, feeling tone and melody, you know, and that sort of thing. And of course, you show off every now and then, you know, it's like I can play real fast and shred like anybody else. Listen to, um, uh, We Were the Wild. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's crazy, you know. So, I mean, but to me, uh, guitar players like Stevie Ray Vaughn, Jeff Beck, and those kind of casts, David, David go more Gary Moore, those are real guitar players there for me, you know. I mean, it's not all, all the other guys to me are just kind of have a bag of tricks, you know what I mean? And they just, Showing off and stuff but, but that's just me you know
1: what I'm saying well hey uh, on the show Kiss gets mentioned all the time and I don't want you to have to tell stories that you told a million times so we'll keep it brief but we all know that Gene Simmons played a role in getting you guys uh, on Casablanca Records, but, you know, KISS never took you guys out on tour. You want to explain why that never happened?
0: Yeah, well, the quick story was, is that we were playing at Bogey's, Angel was, just because you get bogies at the nightclub in D.C., we just put a band together, and KISS had come into town, they were playing at the Capitol Center, I think, in Maryland, and, and they came down to Bogey's, and Gene and, and Paul and Ace came there and they saw Angel, and just fell in love with the band, thought we were great. And Gene came up to me afterwards. I was so cool because I'm I'm like six two, you know. But uh, um, Gene and they were all wearing those, those platforms. They were like eight feet tall, and they were looking up and shaking Gene's hand. I'm that's so fucking cool, you know. But Gene, but Gene looked did this. He he mimicked this this thing I did where I hold my my arm over my guitar and point to my neck. And he, he he did that move, and he goes punky classic, you know. So anyway, so we go we go back to L. A. And, and we we sign a manager deal, and we're, and we're shopping a record deal. And um, and our manager says, "Well, there's this, there's this new record company called Castle Blanket. It might be a good idea to check them out because um, they're a smaller label. That put all all of their energies into whether they're being on a peak label like Capital, or you might get lost in shuffle, you know." So um and so we said yeah well you know and they and they have kids and all that and that sort of thing and Neil Bogart has kids on, on the label and something and we so we told told him about yeah the kids came and saw us play and you know and they loved us and stuff and so David the manager said well let me call Neil Bogart and see if we can set up you know an audition or something and so he calls Neil Bogart up and says uh, hey I got this band Angel um I'm the, the, you know we're shopping a deal and uh, Kiss had seen them Kiss really liked them a lot Jean liked them a lot um. We'd like to, we'd like to audition for you and see, see if you'd like to sign the band up and so, so neil bogart said that, uh, david he said uh will tell you what kiss is playing anaheim in a couple of weeks i um, i'll have angel open up for them and i can see them then and and, uh, and see what i think about them let me call you back in, in about 10 minutes so he calls back in 10 minutes he goes i'll tell you what i'll sign angel sight unseen because she intended says under no circumstances will angel ever open up for kids <laughs> So, so, um, so, and, but we actually did play, uh, all play for for Neil anyway. We went to the first city and sign, and He came and saw, he a lot off the piano because he signed us up and stuff. So, and so, um, and that was, that was the story, you know, that, uh, that, you know, Gene, that they just didn't want us to, to ever play with them, But they never, we never, we never had the opportunity to, to uh, to, uh, even for them anyway. We would come on, on the road at the same time they were. We would cross paths every now and then. They would come and see us and check us out. We would go see them and stuff we we were really good friends all, all of us on that on that Casablanca roster. So, um you know, I love those guys, they're great, you know, and um uh, and, and they were you know, a big part of our, 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 our larger too, you know, back then. But um yeah, so so I guess I guess Blanca, I mean, I guess he did have have some kind of, of interest in getting us signed because uh because Gene liked us so much and they raved about us, so
1: and then another real quick one, we don't have to get into d- real depth, but Ace leaves Kiss, you try out, sounds like it's going to happen, but then it kind of falls through. Want to give a brief uh, rundown of what happened with that?
0: You mean the guitar thing, playing guitar with him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Was a photographer was um, for Casablanca, he, re- he did all the photos of Kiss, Angel, Share a bunch of people, great photographer. He was in the recording studio with Gene and Kiss, I mean with Gene and Tall, and uh, and Barry called me up and he said, Hey, you know, um, you heard that uh, Kiss is looking for a guitar player. I said, I heard something about it, but I don't really know much about it. He said, Well, I mentioned um, your name to Gene, and and, he, and Gene said to me, That would be a great idea. Barry said, well, Let me give let me get your number and have Gene give you a call. So I gave my number, and Gene called me. He goes, Hey, this is Gene. Um, I'd like you to come down and sit in with us because you know we're looking for guitar players. He said, Just learn five songs off because a lot about it doesn't matter. You know, what song? Any five songs? Just learn five songs. I said, okay, I'll take it out. So I went down to SIR where they were where they were rehearsing, and I walked in. And they were playing Communication Breakdown. I lived that one. It was a yes. car was on the drums, and I walked in and plugged up. and We played, and it went great. They loved it. It was it sounded great. Everybody was happy. And so Gene says, "Well, let's talk business. Come on over here." And so we sat on the drum riser, and he said, "Listen, um, you know, you've got the gig. Let's talk some business." And um, and and I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm I said, well, Gene, I'm I'm with Greg right now. We're shopping a deal, you know. Um, so I you know I have to talk to Greg about it. And so when I, as soon as I said that, Gene got insulted. I guess I don't know what. He just got up he said, come on, Paul, let's go. And they left. They stormed off. And so I was I, I was sat there, and and the rehearsal basically so Eric called for about after And We talked and stuff. And then I went back home. And Barry Levine calls me up. And he goes, Punky, what you do? And I go, What do you mean? He goes. Well, Gene and Paul came back to the city with their jaws to the floor, and Gene said, "No one has ever turned down kids." <laughs> I said, "What?" I said, I said, "I didn't turn them down. I just didn't say yes right away because I was, you know, I had I, I had to talk to Greg about him as well. And they just said, you know, they he said they were prepared to offer you two hundred thousand a year plus points. And at the time, I was broke, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, but I said, well, you know, I don't know what to say, you know, I, I'm. I'm uh, I'm sorry, I didn't say no, but I, but I just, you know, I, I couldn't just, you know, leave Greg in the lurch like that. I had to let him know, and so and that's what happened with that, and that was the of that. So
1: I had this idea. I, I do a lot of crazy fantasy type stuff on my uh, YouTube and on uh, yeah. Twitter. I thought if you were to be a Kiss character. I thought the 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 best idea would be is to make you the archangel and have angel wings on over your eyes, kind of like uh, Gene had bat wings, and I think that would have been a cool character because it would have tied in the whole angel thing, man. What do you think? I think you're
0: right. I think that would have been cool, but I don't think Gene would like that because no. <laughs> wouldn't want, you well, know, Gene wouldn't want to compare, have a, a anything with angel to do with Kiss. I don't think as far as image goes, you know what I mean. I think he'd want to keep it more into the. You know the, the the whole black thing and, and and whatever kind of creature I guess you know mm-hmm. of, of some sort. But um, but yeah, I, I think I thought of that myself too. I thought Did it would you? be really cool. I made kind of a wise crack about him when we were on the drum, as you're talking, and I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I thought, what am I going to be an elephant? I was just being <laughs> silly. But he didn't. He didn't. I, I the look on his face. He didn't laugh. <laughs> I don't think he thought that was too funny. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Well,
1: so when you yeah, talk cool. about um. Working on demos with Greg. Was this? Are these these demos with uh, Fergie Fredrickson that are out on YouTube? Is that? Are they the same ones?
0: No, that was before. That was actually with Fergie and Ricky Phillips from The Babies and Barry, Greg, myself, Andy Johns, um, um, produced that. And that was a great little band. Um, in fact, that's funny you mentioned that because management I'm with now, uh, Ron Rainey, on our management, he, uh, he managed that band we had back then, with Fergie and, and Greg and. And um, Barry and myself and Ricky, and um, uh, that was a great little sub demo on It was a great song, and Fergie was a great, great singer, really great singer. And um, but what happened with that is, um, uh, you know, we did the demo, and all the record companies were really excited about it. And so we set up a, you know, um, an audition to, to let them see the band play because they, all they wanted to they just want to see the band live. And so we had rehearsed and. All these record companies came down. in mean, long range, all these record companies come down. They all came down. They were all biting at the bed. And we were ready to go on. And we hit, when we, we went on stage, and hit the first note. And uh, for some reason, Fergie got stage fright, froze up, and ran off the stage and left. Wow. And it, it was the weirdest thing. I don't know what happened. So we wound up just playing a couple songs of music with no singer. And so we kind of blew the whole thing, you know. Wow. And afterwards, we went, uh, he felt sorry for her he didn't know what happened he just said he had anxiety and he just froze up uh-huh. he just split i don't know i to this day i don't know why that happened i don't think anybody knows but ron, ron Rainey, and i we talked about that because you know we said that was crazy because why got, got all those record companies come down and we made a really great demo and, and he just froze up and of course that was the end of that whole project after that so that was kind of odd but um but like i said fergie was a great singer you know a blessing you know Ricky was a great bass player, a good friend, good guy, too, so there was a lot of possibilities in that band, but things just, you know, happened the way they happened in, you know, history. I'm going to say it'll be a good chapter for my book, though.
1: (laughs) Nice! Yeah, you got to do that, man. That'd be awesome. So, you dropped out of the music scene in the 80s. did you kind of keep an eye on this whole glam scene that was going on? Because bands like Motley Crue and all these guys, they were definitely borrowing some stuff from uh, Angel. What do you think? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, um, in fact, it's funny you say that because um, when we were actually rehearsing with Fergie and and them uh, at SIR and Motley Crue was down there and they hadn't had a record deal yet and Tommy Lee came in and um, Vince came in and and I was showing the guys this song and Tommy Lee started on... Hitting Vince on the, on the shoulder and stuff, real like, hey man, that's cool as shit and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then they were doing actually auditioning for some other companies too. And I remember um, Vince Neal came in and asked if I had a uh, an extra guitar because their guitar player Nick, didn't have a guitar. Or left his guitar home or something like that. And I didn't have no guitar, so they had to get one some, somewhere else. But Mickey Six was a big fan of, of Angel, especially a big fan of mine because um, we used to go off the same girl, Mickey Frontier, who's. Mother was Giorgio Frontier, who owned the LA Rams at the time, you know, and, and, um, she said that he he's all these great things about me and Nikki, Nikki, did. So, so yeah, I'm glad, you know, it's a funny thing because, um, after, you know, Angel split up and I left the music business and all that kind of stuff, you know, I just totally forgot about everything. And then when I got on Facebook, I saw all these people coming on and saying how, how much we influenced them, all these different guitar players and, and fans and how much they loved Angel and stuff. I and, mean, you know, before, um social media, I never really knew anything about that. Because right. you'd, you'd play in a town, you know, and people would see you and say, oh, you guys are great tonight. Then you'd go to the next town, you'd never hear from them again, right. you know what I mean? And it wasn't until social media came out that I saw that the, how much Angel meant to a lot of people, and it, so it, it really made me happy, you know what I mean? Because I just thought it was you know, just a footnote, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? And, and uh, So it really pleased me that all these fans really loved Angel and, and all these different guitars. Even Andy Timmons, who's a great, great guitar player, mm-hmm. you know, has said to me many times, you know, that I'm part of his musical DNA, and, and, you know, uh, and so that, that means a lot to me, you know, that, um, that all these people were influenced by Angel. I just saw a thing where, what's the guy in Megadeth?
1: Uh, Dave Mustaine.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put, he, there's a thing, an article that he put on uh, saying that that that's, this, that the band Angel influenced him, and he talks about how great the band was. And he mentions my name. He, had, he, he said they had this really great guitar player, Punky Meadows, which I thought was funny because they're so far from Angel. <laughs> <laughs> He's running that kind of sound. And Marty Freeman also is another big Angel fan, a big Punky Meadows fan too. In fact, when we were we were playing going to play in Japan, he e- emailed me and asked if he could fit in because he was a big punky fan and angel fan too you know so uh, that's really neat because i never i never knew that that we inspire people like that you know what i mean I, i just never dawned on me really you know so it is it is nice to hear that kind of stuff
1: well punky what do you want to say to all your fans in closing
0: i want to say hey all you angel fans out there we love you guys man thanks for all the support and uh Look forward to us coming to your town somewhere and coming see us play. And we're going to be putting a new album out soon. And uh, I love all my Angel fans and and everybody out there. So you guys be cool, stay safe, and let's rock and roll.
1: Well, thanks so much, man. I've loved your music for many years. This was a pleasure speaking with you, and I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it, too. You have a great day. Well, that was a blast talking with Punky, he's got some cool stories, but hey, I need your help, hit that subscribe button, if I can get to a thousand subscribers pretty soon and start getting some pennies for my videos, maybe I can buy a gumball or something, right? Well, rock on!